0: Welcome to Bad Teacher Tales. As you listen to this episode, keep in mind that this is a self-produced and edited podcast with no prior knowledge of how podcasts work. I have learned and grown since these earlier episodes. I promise the quality gets better as you move through season one and into season two. As an educator, I value the learning process and work to give my students grace as they make mistakes along the way please allow us these same considerations while listening to these earlier episodes. Thank you. We had open house the other night and remember how we were talking the other episode about uh interpersonal research otherwise known as stalking? Yes. Okay. So, I'm in the middle of my spiel which is uh, it was a it was slightly different for this period because this class they were they're my advanced class and they already had a parent meeting so it wasn't really the same you know we didn't need to go over all this stuff and right. so we're just kind of chatting me and the parents and whatever students had shown up and in the middle of this just out of the blue some kid shows me his phone and says hey Miss Scarra, is this your address. And yes, indeed, it sure was my address oh, with my full God. name attached to it on his phone. No. <laughs> yeah. That's like my worst nightmare. I <laughs> I would be so terrified of that. I brought <laughs> Amazon boxes from my house to school because like I bought something for the classroom and I'll just like leave the Amazon box on my desk for full address, full name, everything out. And I, I caught myself one time and I was like, Oh, 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 this is, this is a bad idea. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so glad you said that. Cause I do that too. And I haven't even thought about my address being on there. Although, okay, look for this kid in particular. And, and this class really, it didn't even matter. I did, I did actually confirm it was my address rather than trying to lie. And I was like, yeah, it is. Why don't you come by during the Christmas holidays? Cause my husband plays trombone out on our cul-de-sac and uh, some of the hay rides and all the neighborhood people will come by and listen to him play holiday music. And I created a, uh, like two and a half story light tree. And so in this particular case the interpersonal stalking was not completely unwarranted um but it is still terrifying that that was a possibility but it was still like hey broski can we not <laughs> right <laughs> i'm so cool i'm so glad you know how to use your resources can we do it for the greater good <laughs> not for <laughs> stalking your teacher can you please research your character and not my place of residence <laughs>
1: Welcome to Bad Teacher Tales, where each week we share the good, the bad, and the the what-the-hell of daily teacher life. We'll expose workplace woes that range from unrealistic to impossibly asinine. We'll postulate on parental problems and admin antics. We might even learn a helpful tip or trick. And while we may be bad teachers, we will always leave remembering our why. Those beautiful, bright, baffling students. The opinions read in this episode do not necessarily reflect those of the hosts or bad teacher tales. Some language and situations may be unsuitable for children. Ironic, I know. Listener discretion is advised.
0: So, Scara, what do you have for us to start off? All right, Stevie, I've got episode six is called Smell My Hand. That is the most terrifying (laughs) sentence I could hear (laughs) this is from an elementary teacher from houston texas even worse (laughs) 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 one year i was teaching kinder and i had planned a class party i worked in a relatively low-income area and did not like to ask parents to contribute very much to things when i could afford it yep however In order to have the party, I needed each kid to bring in $4 to be able to buy enough pizza and drinks and treats for everyone. Most kids bring me in dollar bills, and that's what I expected. I don't really care if the dollar bill has come out of your mama's G-string, but when you bring me a baggie full of coins, I now have to count them yep (laughs) okay so dirty money's okay coins not so much yes i (laughs) if anybody asks me for help with math homework or counting i say you are asking the absolute wrong person you need to go find someone else (laughs) that is the worst idea (laughs) to me it's just annoying (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) well one kid brings me in not dollars not quarters but dimes, nickels, and pennies to pay for their $4 party participation. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> now, if that's all you have, cool. Except I'm a teacher and I just don't always have the time to sit down and count $4 worth of dimes, nickels, and pennies. Yep. <laughs> no one does. No one does. So, <laughs> so we... That would be the time I'd been like, okay, this is going in my purse and digging up <laughs> four bucks and those dollar bills are just going in the pile because I, yep. <laughs> I don't have time to count. I don't have time. I'm just trading <laughs> um, and, the, and the hoping that, you know, it's all there. It's all there. <laughs> so a week later, I finally get a chance to sit down and actually count the money. I dump it on my desk and as I start counting it out, I'm like, what are these flecks mixed in with the coins? I look a little closer, and they appear to be tiny pieces of dark green dried leaves. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. (gasps) Now, kids do a lot of weird things. Mm -hmm. My original thought is they found a pretty little leaf that they liked, threw it in the bag, went on about their business, and it got crunched up until I realized it smelled. And I leaned in and smelled it as one does. It is at this time that I realized I am familiar with this particular smell <laughs> yeah, and of it has nothing to do with leaves or money nope actually it might have something to do with money but a little bit with the money but <laughs> <little bit> <laughs> <with>. <laughs> i'm like please tell me this parent did not take their weed bagging in order to send change to school with their kindergartner to pay for a class party <laughs> yes <laughs> um, i uh i was hoping that's not where it was going but i had an inkling <laughs> so now i'm at work at one of those schools that have a police officer full-time on campus i think they all do now yes unfortunately it's the same i'm uh, it's an unfortunate that we need it that's what yep. i should so yeah. i mosey on down to his office and i asked him can you please smell my hand because I am so bewildered with what I just encountered that I'm not even thinking straight. And he is like, there is no way in hell that I'm going to smell your hand. <laughs> I am the police officer. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm not going to smell your hand, weirdo. Get away from me. <laughs> How about we don't talk anymore? <laughs> um, yeah. So I told him. No, I don't mean it in a gross way. Can you smell my hand and tell me if it smells like what I think it smells like? Again, he says, no, I'm not going to smell your hand. At which point I had to rephrase. (laughs) (laughs) That I'm pretty sure someone just handed me a bag that had weed in it. Can you please smell my hand and tell me if that is weed? (laughs) He's like, he's like, oh, okay, now (laughs) I'm going to smell. And I'm like, okay, great. Thanks. Thanks for making this whole exchange way more awkward than it really needs to be. (laughs) I love it so much. oh my gosh i can like feel myself doing this and like i can feel that panic and uncomfortable awkwardness because this is like my brain works similarly where i'm just like on a mission this is what i need i'm gonna tell you to smell my hand because i understand why i need you to smell my hand why don't you why don't you get it (laughs) hello he's like yep yep that's weed what have you been up to (laughs) i'm like no it's not (laughs) mine (laughs) Don't play this game with me. (laughs) Oh my God. (sighs) I said, I've never smoked in my life, but I have happened to encounter this particular smell before. And I recognized it. Yes. (laughs) So after we have established what those little green specks in the money bag were, I came to the realization that after counting this money, I had simply taken the dried leaves and brushed them onto the ground. So now there is weed all over the floor in my office. Lovely. Oh, oh. Worst nightmare. Worst nightmare. I and mean, she could have saved it and used it later. Like what? I mean, yes, you right. <laughs> but oh my
1: god. All right,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna follow that out with I have never smoked weed in my life, <laughs> but it seems like the appropriate comment to have made at that point. <laughs> Uh, comment (laughs) yeah my admin's like okay random drug
1: tests
0: (laughs) so my next step is taking the baggie with whatever I could scrape off the ground to my principal and be like hey I got a gift for you and I sat that bag on his desk he confusedly asked what a bag of change thanks and I'm like nope go ahead and smell it and he's like I don't think I want to and I'm like but you're going to, because you get to deal with this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, so he opens the bag and says, oh, my God. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if you have to call CPS or what you need to do about this, but have a great Tuesday. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. Well, it's because like, you know, the kid, they're elementary, like they don't understand the kindergarten, they they don't understand what's happening, you know, like, I don't, Uh, oh my Lord. They're just like, thanks, Ma. Here, I'm going to go pay my teacher. Or maybe they just found a baggie and collected some change. I was going to say, maybe they just found a baggie like on the coffee table and <laughs> they were like, let's better. go. That's not better. In that case, CPS would need to be called. In, in, in my brain, I am imagining that this child had to rummage on the third-story cabinet to look in the very back to find the baggie that happened to have remnants of weed uh, in order to go and collect the change out of the couch and take (laughs) it to school. And that makes me feel a lot better when I imagine it that way. Hey, Stevie, you got a why we do this for us? I do. Okay, so this is from a middle school theater teacher from Houston, Texas. Okay. This starts off with, I used to teach theater at a Title I school, a school that has a high percentage of students who qualify for free or reduced lunch based on their parents' income. For some context, a large amount of these students are latchkey kids, and while I wouldn't say their parents don't care about their education, they aren't very involved in a voluntary fashion. Well, I left to go on maternity leave towards the end of the school year and knew I wasn't coming back. It was hard to say goodbye to my top class since most of them I taught two or three years in a row and we had created the best little theater family. Fast forward about a year and a half when one of my students from this family asked if I could meet her for dinner one evening. I don't remember if she emailed me or used the communication app we used during the school year. That's important. (laughs) Of course, I agreed. Well, I show up and it isn't just the student who contacted me. It was the entire class. <laughs> That's so sweet. Almost every single one. Like maybe 2 out of the 35 couldn't be there. Oh. These kids had contacted every member of our class, arranged a time and date, set it up at the restraint at the restaurant, it says restraint. <laughs> it set it up at the restaurant, then invited me and my co-teacher for the surprise reunion. To say my heart was full that day would be a gross understatement. It carried me forward for a long time, and on particularly rough days, one glance of the picture we took that day, which hangs behind my desk, reminds me of why I do this job. This right there, that's why we do it. It's truly, truly, oh, well, this one reminds me of one that I can send in anonymously, but (laughs) oh, I love that so much. I- just the amount of effort and planning really shows that uh, the value it's the value. And I hope this also makes parents realize that when your babies are in our classroom, like they're our family, like we're taking care of them. I mean, I spend more time with them during the year than my own children. It seems Exactly.
1: Exactly. I I mean, don't,
0: but it feels like it sometimes. It feels like it. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. That made my heart so happy. We are moving on to things that work. And this right. is from a middle school ELA teacher from Houston. And this one goes, when I started teaching, I had to decide how I wanted to handle assignments and late work. Most of the teachers in my district follow the suggested guidelines of minus 10 points for each day work is late. Do As you a parent, that? huh? Do you do that? I know. I'm like, here's the due date. But if you turn it in three days afterwards, I'll still count it because the chances are I probably haven't graded it yet anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so you're fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean... I don't follow that at all, but they're like, my school is kind of expecting us to really get better at it because they want Mm -hmm. consistency and they, which I get. Like, yeah, I get, I get the reason for the rule. And also I just want them to pass. (laughs) Right. Now I will I will be a little bit more harsh if it's near the end of the nine weeks, because at that point I have graded everything. And if you're handing me things from the first week of the nine weeks, I'm going to look at you and be like, this is a 20. Like, yeah. I don't know what else to tell you. Right. <laughs> but at least they, at least it's not a zero. They handed at least it At it's not a zero. Right. So, I mean, and I'll, I do tell them, like, look, if it's after a grading period ends, I'm not doing extra paperwork because you were late. Correct. Uh, So that one stays a zero. Well, I don't I don't like to even put zeros in, but I'll put like 50s in. Mm -hmm. I always change all my uh, zeros Mm -hmm. to 50s. I hope none of my students listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, we heard you. (laughs) <laughs> They're like, interesting of you okay mm, i'm gonna work the system now crap don't learn any math <laughs> all right oh my gosh as a parent i know how crazy after school activities can be and given how these activities are generally how my children socialize and maintain a healthy balance they are important too oh my gosh so important and also so crazy i have two children and i feel like There's always something. Always. Yes. Well, I don't believe in homework in the first place. That's a whole other conversation for another day and research. Um, But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm lucky so far. My kids have done pretty well on not having anything this year. I mean, it's been a week, but Mm -hmm. still. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to get it done as a parent point of view and like and here's the thing too so like both of our oldest kids they have dyslexia like if they come home with like a dyslexia workbook to help improve skills i don't look at that as homework i look at that as like a life thing does that make sense yeah, that's that's important to me that's important help them everywhere but i also don't believe i I'll, okay well i don't believe in homework in the first place yes. in the second place i highly don't believe in homework where the student can't do it on their own because that doesn't Correct. become homework at that point. That's teaching. That's teaching. <laughs> Correct. Absolutely. I, I just did that all day. I don't want to do it in the evening as well. Right. It's like, and here's the thing too. I purposefully set aside class time for them to be able to get their work done during class. Well,
1: I always tell on. them,
0: I tell them there will not be homework in this class unless you are irresponsible during the time I provide you. That's exactly exactly how I work it as well. And and then I, I actually helps with my classroom management as well, because if they're not using the time I give them, then they get less. Yeah. And so if they're off task or whatever, I'm like, okay, well, I guess it's suddenly due now because you obviously don't yes. need the time I've given you. Why are we just discovering we're the same people? <laughs> <laughs> straight up. I'm like, oh, I see that you're not working on it. So that means it's ready. So you can turn it into me right now. I think we're just both wise. <laughs> I decided that any work that I assigned would include multiple days before the due date and I would accept it late until the end of the progress report or test. All assignments have some class time to either complete or work on. There are multiple reasons for this. Number one, less work for me. It is hard to keep track of who is turning in what and when. I don't want to stress about it. That's my thing too. When your department has 300 students in it, it's really hard to keep up with if you turn something in on time or not. At the end of the day, if they're working in my classroom, I want them to do well and pass. I just want them to enjoy what they're doing in their time with me and to learn. Yes, I full 100% agree. I've actively asked To be part of the grading pilot before like i want to do this it's um so our grading pilot is like basically pass or fail in a sense but it's like where are you are you advanced are you proficient are you um developing and i've missed one progressing uh so like where on the scale are are you rather than um here you're advanced so you get an a (laughs) or you know because yeah Yeah. So anyway, so two, if the purpose of an assignment is mastery and to have students benefit from the work, it shouldn't matter when they finish it as long as it it is completed. Yes, that's it. Mastery is about mastery. (laughs) Mastery is about mastery, not about when you turn it in. (laughs) And it's also not about when you achieve mastery. Exactly. Because guess what? I'm still not good at algebra. But like, I've mastered pre Like, <laughs> I mean, and and we talked about it previously that everybody learns at different paces and these are arbitrary lines that we have created for when students should know things. Exactly. And some of them just aren't on the same wavelengths. Like, some of them, you know, they kind of take detours. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like my son is learning a lot about black holes because, you know, at seven, It is these deep thinking questions about what are black holes and what would happen if I get close to them and how Mm -hmm. are they created that occupy your mind and not two plus two. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Hey, you know what? My daughter could tell you every single roller coaster that's in every single Six Flags uh, amusement park. These are important things to know. Uh, Okay, so number two continues on with, of course, some work needs to be completed before moving on to the next thing, which is why there is a limit to this no late points generosity. The work must also be submitted before the assessment or progress report. Okay, yeah. Number three. I get it. I get that families have commitments outside of school. I'm empathetic to the needs of families and the needed flexibility. In general, I try not to give out too much of classwork, but there are times it is necessary. And then number four, if an assignment is not submitted by the due date, it goes in as a zero until it is submitted. This is a power when you have a zero in the grade book. Mm -hmm. Parents see it, the students see it, and then it motivates them yeah suddenly they find that paper crammed exactly. into the bottom of their backpack underneath you know their snacks this one's a tough one for me because i really do understand the importance of being consistent and having the policies and saying if i'm going to give you a due date i'm going to teach you that due dates are important so i kind of i really struggle here because i really yeah. want to stick to due dates and i also want them to just turn in their work and not have zeros <laughs> now it's your turn have you had an experience that would make a great story submit it to our google form for consideration you can teach any age grade or subject have a feel-good story or advice for other teachers share that to be featured on the pod all entries are anonymous unless you give specific permission for us to use identifiers your comfort and sharing is important to me also important is your feedback and suggestions Teachers, anything you want to hear advice on in particular? Non-teachers, anything you want to know more about in the teaching profession? Use the suggestion link in the show notes. In addition, I'm asking you to please write a review if you are enjoying this podcast. I always hear other hosts emphasize how important this is for expanding their audience, but didn't realize just how true that was until I had my own. So if you could please Take the time to rate and review. I get eight weeks from release to make Apple's new and noteworthy list. Help me get there by rating, reviewing, and then sharing from the Apple Podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
1: Thank you for listening to Bad Teacher Tales. We all know how well teachers are paid, so to help keep our families from living out of a van down by the river, Consider supporting us on Patreon, linked in our episode notes. As we are a self-directed, produced, and funded production, any support is appreciated. To submit a story for consideration, visit our website, badteachertales.com, and follow the link to our Google form. All submissions are anonymous to our listeners. For podcast updates or to interact with the hosts, join us on Instagram or Twitter, at Bad Teacher Tales and our Facebook group, Bad Teacher Tales-Pod.